you got enough beer? Two should be plenty. Okay. This is episode 40, isn't it? Big four uh, zero. All right, boys, episode 40. And I am playing Stat Boy tonight because I just felt like sitting in a different chair and we wanted to put Stat Boy. Giving your moment the sun. It's not technically the sun. It's the lights, but... It's pretty bright, uh-huh. though. Yeah, it's I, pretty bright. I am. I didn't think about that portion of this. You better be ready to Google <laughs> I got. Yeah, I, got, I think I got enough battery life. I can handle this. Don't have a charger over here, so... Either way... Mistake number one. Yeah, before we get started... <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I'm just not used to this job. <laughs> nope. uh, before we get started, a uh, reminder, go check us out on 3starrecruits.com for all your blogs, which we haven't written a lot of blogs. I keep them uh, like, I got to write a damn blog, and I haven't written one. We'll get a few out more. I'll the do. last blog I wrote, I roasted the Eagles, so I guess it still stands true. <laughs> <laughs> and I said they should play Hurts. Uh, I don't even know what I wrote last. Got some blogs on Daily Fantasy. That's technically weekly. 12 weeks in the season. I think I've cashed in 10. Some people have cashed 11. I think you cashed in the one that I didn't that one week. Nine. Basically, if you got into your lineups Sunday morning as opposed to Saturday night when I reserved them, yeah. those people cashed that week because yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, broke even that week. Yeah. Oh, is that when you sent the text and you're like, get in right now for whatever game you're saying? Was that plus something? Uh, about you just sent a random text out of the blue. Was that this past week? Oh, it might have been, yeah, because of the Broncos situation, Saints by a mile. Mm. But they took it off the board instantly. Yeah. That came off the books, so. Uh, I'll go check out the other podcast. I've, I've been back on that grind, and I am just kicking college basketball on the deck right now. I'm like 9-1 and one on the season so far. I'm up like 8. Let's see here. I got 8.4? 8.4 units. It's stupid. I won again today. You, dude. I didn't even have the – I'm so hot right now. I had the money line at the Texas game for t- uh, today. I recorded last night. The line wasn't even out. I'm like, hey, I don't give a shit. Texas money line tomorrow, and they won. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to talk about that though. Yeah, it's just sorry, man. <laughs> like it. All right. Would you lose a bet or they play Carolina? They play Carolina. Play Carolina, yeah. They they gotcha. They hit a bucket with like point one left on the clock. For the record, I'm not a bandwagoner. I've been a Texas fan for years. I just I've had nothing well, to root for. I've been like a Texas a, fan since high school. Yeah. That's like a ten point shot in Korea though, right? Yeah. That's true. So could have been worse. <laughs> Could have been worse. Yeah. One, ten, it all doesn't matter. You lost. So, did you ever look that you up, like by that the way? Stat boy? I tied that into episode three. <laughs> <laughs> callback. Expert callback. <laughs> did you ever look that up? I, the no, Korean Basketball League? Not the Korean Basketball. I know all about baseball. Korean baseball. <laughs> you got to go basketball now. North Korean Basketball yeah, League. North, yeah. yeah. Make sure you go north. Is it like a progressive scoring? Is that? Oh. No. We did a whole second. It was like, it literally was like episode all right. three. <laughs> episode, I'll put it in my notes. I'll, <laughs> put it in your notes. I'll give a book report. We're going to quiz them next week. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of college basketball, uh, before Adam hits us with some wisdom, he's got some good quotes for us over there. I texted Russ the other day and asked him to look up a certain somebody. I've been watching the Maui Invitational, which actually took place in Asheville, North Carolina, because they didn't travel. And uh, it's been really fun to watch. It's been, in my opinion, not so fun to listen to because of uh, one Bill Walton. Come on. <laughs> this guy. And, and the weird part is, is like I texted him last night and said, I know there's a lot of people that don't like Dick Vitale. I never, I don't dislike, I like Dickie V. Is, but I know there's, you don't like him? No, not at all. Really? Yeah. Well, let me tell you, listen to Bill Walton <laughs> and then go listen to Dickie V and you're like, this guy's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'd, I disagree, but. With what part? With 
listen to. Okay. I, I like Dougie V, but you're, you're, I like I like I like listening to Walton. Your your Luke your <laughs> your Walton analysis is. You think it's comical because it's like watching a train wreck, dude. It's it's, it's entertaining. It's entertaining the entire time. You don't know what's coming. So let me give it to you guys right here. So first of all, the guy, the play-by-play guy, he deserves about three million dollars a year for the twenty games he does with him. That's no joke. Yesterday, he he's been having because he's they're both doing it remote. They're announcing remote, so he has this like just college basketball. ESPN college basketball curtain behind him. That's all it is. So he keeps talking. He talked for like the whole first game because this is like the fourth or fifth game they've done together. He's like, oh, just out in my backyard camping. So this guy's wears tie-dye shirts all the time. He was camping. He was literally camping in his yard. And I don't know if it's because he's a hardcore like <laughs> hippie still. I, yeah, he's stuck in the 80s. That's the best way in the 70s, he's 80s. Very good basketball player. But I don't know if it's because he is that a hippie or because they're sponsored by like camp world. Right. So I, yeah, I don't know if he was, he literally had two, two tents and he was like, I'm camping in my yard. It's like him and his dog. Like that's what he's, so this is what he, it's true story so play by play guy goes, Bill, where are you? So let me tell you, I'm in our solar system. I'm sitting atop a mountain on Mars, which is the largest mountain called Olympus Mons. The largest in our solar system. Not to be confused with Mount Mitchell, which is spectacular. <laughs> Mount Mitchell has 19,000 species of fauna in Florida in it. I would mute that motherfucker immediately. <laughs> Dude, Dude it's, it's like this for two hours. Tell him the kicker about the, where the mountain is. So Mount Mitchell, he says, oh, in Florida? It's in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to look, I'm trying to look up all these stats. First of all, Mount Olympus, Olympus Mons isn't even the largest mountain in our solar system. You looked that up? I did. Holy shit. You want this chair? <laughs> so, it, dude, dude, it's, it's, so it's nonstop. And so, he, he, I think he literally just does shrooms, like, all the time. Like, out, like well-known. I, ho- I hope he does. He, oh, he I does. I hope he's not like, like this so naturally. He said, he said he's had a lot of, I think he called them fans. He's had a lot of fans asking, where do you get the shrooms in Asheville, North Carolina? He said, well, you got to go to the, the Shroom Club of Asheville. Great shrooms there. And he starts going through all these different mushrooms. Maybe he knows something you don't know. <laughs> Dude, he's off the walls all the time. Everything. It's, it's, <clears throat> if he's ever on, you just got to sit there and listen because it's like. I couldn't. You have no idea where he is. Stuck in the 70s. Stuck in the 70s. And if you listen to him call a game, he doesn't really pay attention to what's going on in the court. <laughs> Either he doesn't talk about what's going on in the court. Right. But the other guy will mention, like, oh, we're here in Asheville. Or if, uh, if you mention a player or this place, oh, I went there. I took a trip there one time with the wife. And it was – and then it turns into, like, I got to I gotta look at a cardboard cutout of him from Maui last year every five <laughs> minutes in the crowd. And then I got to – it's like – and I tweeted this yesterday. I'm like, is there some sort of, like, clause in his contract with ESPN that when he calls games, we got to go look at the Walden family album? Because – Am I wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's flashback. It's I saw pictures of like Luke Walton, his kid, like on a camping trip and like wherever, because <laughs> they've done nothing productive since then. <laughs> dude, it's unreal. Dude, there he's, dude, pictures it's, of seventies and eighties. I, I highly enjoy listening to him just because it's it's off the walls, and obviously I can sit there and focus and watch the basketball game and know what's going wreck. on. Speaking of train wreck today, oh, I got some from today too. He, he said, he said. 
the uh, play-by-play play guy, there was a follow in the basket. He goes, oh, and there's a train wreck because two players from Texas like ran into each other. He goes, have you ever been in a train wreck? It's not good. <laughs> just, dude. And the guy's he, done it all. Just ask him. Dude, or no, he'll just tell you. You, he can. You'd be like, oh, did you see that sandwich today? He'll be like, speaking of sandwiches, and he'll go on a ten minute rant about dude, dude, something. I, he on. knows. He knows. I don't know where he gets all this stuff. Dumbest I don't think he just world. reads, but it's crazy what he comes up with. You're kind of selling me on this guy. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, if I wanted, next time he's, so he's always on like usually late at night because he's a big Pac-12 guy. So yeah. he, he usually does the Pac-12 game. So he's usually he like wake 10 up till 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah. Lives in San Diego, went to UCLA. What does that tell you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he doesn't come on usually till like 10 or 11, but he usually does the Maui Classic. So that's why he's on now during the day. But Which is usually on the West Coast. You get you guys will get a text next time he's on. Which, by the way, that was, I don't know if he kept talking. He kept talking about this brewery, Wicked Weed. Yeah. Colton, if you're listening. That is your boy. He's friends yeah. with the guy from that owns Wicked Weed. Yeah, it was. Yeah, there's a big sponsor too. There was yeah. a big sponsor for the tournament. Send us some week, Wicked so. Weed to try. I know uh, <laughs> Stat Boy over here. He's drinking like I'm not going to mention it. No free ads, but <laughs> anyway, Ugh. I have a couple of Bill Walton quotes from today too. I was sitting in this chair over here and I'm listening to the game. Uh, Kansas. I can't remember what game was on before the UNC game. So it was the Stanford Stan- game. Stanford, Stanford game. Indiana. Okay, yep. so we got talking about Kansas and UNC. And said they both got off to a slow start and won comfortably. Kansas won by three and UNC won by four yesterday. Won comfortably. <laughs> right. Okay. Yep. And then there was first half, 1747 left in the first half. The game, he said, this game is yet to be decided. There's a lot, lot, lot to play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yet like, to be decided. Two and a half minutes in. The, those kind of little quirky. Not even factoids, but whatever. Like those statements that I get that that brings some comedy into the into the show. I think he's into being the serious. Well, I, I under, understood, but for me, that at least adds to the entertainment value. Do you think they the have bullshit just, about like the, this, this mountain and I don't know. like a list of just like say this when your brain Dude, no. goes empty. Just read one of these. Dude, no. the camera goes to him. He's like spaced out. He's like just looking right. around. Dude, yeah. and he'll he'll be yesterday. I think at one point, I think it was the Carolina game. He's talking, and they just cut to commercial. He was just in the middle of talking still because he won't stop. He just talk. Yeah. He'd be talking. Let's hear that quote again. That's great. <laughs> I can't. Come I can't on. Do it again. I was hoping you just memorize it and ramble I, it off, or also think I, it was yours. I had I had half of it memorized, and I couldn't I couldn't get it down. All right, I one tried, more time. I tried oh so hard since yesterday afternoon. <laughs> I'm in our solar system. I'm sitting atop a mountain on Mars, which is the largest mountain called Olympus Mons, the largest mountain in our solar system. Not to be confused with Mount Mitchell, which is spectacular. Mount Mitchell has 19,000 species of fauna in Florida in it. Your reaction the second time was the same as the first time. Oh, I 100% (laughs) believe that. First of all, I had to look up fauna because I'm like, what the hell is that? Yeah. What is fauna? It's just an animal. Animals in Florida is plants. It's it's plants, animals, anything living. If I want to... Oh my God! <laughs> now you want to watch a game? Just no, to- I actually don't. This makes me want to watch it less. No, if I want to know, oh, come on! <laughs> You're a that scientist. Would, that would annoy <laughs> you. Hype? That would annoy the living shit out of me. I'd rather you can watch Jeopardy for stuff like that. I, I, mean, I mean, that's how I get my Jeopardy knowledge. Listen to Bill Walton. No, 
It's, he's too extreme. I it lost brain cells. shit out of me. But I, Same with Dick Vitale. He's, he's lost a lot of brain cells himself, though. The thing that annoyed me with Dick Vitale is he would he had an acronym for everything. Oh, yeah. But then he would explain the acronym every single time. <laughs> which, which defeats the purpose of an acronym. Yeah. It's awesome, baby. <laughs> no, it's not. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I know you're talking about because last night he was talking. He's like, you got to get me down there, baby. Give me some airtime, some AT. (laughs) He's too extreme. Too extreme. So I'm trying to find. I had a couple tweets yesterday. I'm watching this. I'm like. Yeah, he's just. It's off the walls. I can't even. And the Pac-12 is always the conference of champions. Just so you guys know. Oh, I tweeted a video. (laughs) I tweeted a video of this guy. I think it was. Yeah, because I, I, my first tweet was, someone tell Bill Walton there's a basketball game going on and put the drugs down. Yeah. Because he wasn't even talking about the game. So if you're a basketball player, a college basketball player, and you get caught with a couple joints <laughs> on you, you're probably going to be suspended for five games, right? But they throw this guy on the air, and he's promoting where to buy mushrooms <laughs> in the Carolinas. Yeah. Like, hey. <laughs> hold on. I'm going to try to get this. Talk uh, about a double standard. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get us connected here. I'm going to play this. And they're paying him. Yeah. Yep. Well, well, he's getting that connected, but overall, college basketball has been energy. There's been tremendous games going on. Carolina, Texas played today, fourteen versus seventeen. It's a good game for the Maui title. Uh, we got Gonzaga, West Virginia on right now, um, which should be a good game. And then afterwards, I think we have Baylor and um, I'm blanking right now. I'm not sure. There's another like top ten matchup right after. Um, and then obviously yesterday we had the conference of champions with uh not conference <laughs> tournament of champions. Goddamn Walton. Um Duke, Michigan State, Michigan State winning that one. He's got your brain in a blender. Yeah, he does. There. And then uh Kansas and Kentucky played also. So So I think I'm connected. Let's try this. I am where I'm in our solar system. There it is. Sitting atop a mountain on Mars, which is the largest mountain called Olympus Mons. It's the largest mountain in our solar system. So in his voice is pisses you off not more. Not to be confused yeah. with Mount Mitchell, which is spectacular. Mount Mitchell has 19,000 species of fauna and flora on it. And it's just... No. I, he sounds like he's got a mouthful of jizz when he talks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's... No, thank you. <laughs> Come on. You that don't does want not some act. of that? One time for me. Whatever Just one he's time. taking, you don't want a little? No, I don't. I don't want to sound like that big of a... <laughs> you want to camp in your backyard? <clears throat> I'll he, camp in my he, backyard, sure, but I'm not going to... He's probably still camping in his backyard every right mushroom now. I see. <laughs> to me, that takes away from the enjoyment of watching basketball. There was probably, there was probably, like, there was probably a game-winning shot during when that happened. So this is what I'm talking <laughs> about. I know, I know, I know Dickie V, like I know you're most people, you're like, you don't like Dickie V. But Dick, after listening to that for like two, four hours yesterday ish, Dickie V, no, Bill Walton, yeah. Then the, the game was on last night. Dickie V did it. He he at least spends his time like talking about if, the players on the court, what they yeah. do. Like I that. can't I can't stand Dickie V. But if I had to choose between the two, I would watch a game with Dickie V and Austin over this. hundred percent space <laughs> cadet bullshit. <laughs> Baylor plays Illinois, by the way. All right. Oh yeah, there we go. Top five matchup. All right. Oh, we can move on from the uh, Stone Age, no pun intended. <laughs> Thanks. Stone, I'm just, I'm just Stone Age. Bazinga. I'm kidding. I'm just really it's a Stone Age. Uh, what do you want to go on to next? Oh, I know where I want to go. Since we got Russ and the fire lit under his nuts. So, 
the goddamn Broncos. Yes, let's hear it. So the Broncos. Hold on. I don't know if you've heard yet. I don't know if it's going to fuel your fire, but I just want to add in there before you tell your, nope. your piece. Uh, they did find the quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had some backstory here. Yeah. I didn't know if you saw that. I saw. I didn't see it till tonight. Yeah. So the quarterbacks got fined. For anybody that's not aware of the situation, so the Broncos, basically every quarterback on their roster was quarantined due to COVID. They had one that tested positive, and the others were quarantined due to close contact. Four in total, I believe. So they had no active quarterbacks on their roster. The NFL decided to make them play the game. Um, there's a there's a lot a lot of moving parts here. Since this, we found out, as you said, the quarterbacks have been fined for not wearing a mask. Drew Locke said that they, the quarterbacks, had a workout after hours after the team had gone home. They so there's nobody there. They went in for their own workout. I don't know who all that included. I'm sure there was a coach or something of some type there. I, I think I, I heard it was just the four quarterbacks. Okay, so they said he basically. I actually don't know if this quote was from him or from the guy that tested positive, but one of them said. They went in for their own workout, and because it was just the four of them, they were a little more lax on the rules with the masks and stuff like there. that. So that they is why that's that. why they got fined was because Ma- they didn't wear their masks when they went in for the. So did anybody actually? Practice. I don't know this. Did any of them, the four of them, actually test positive, or yes. was it the coach? Yeah. No, Driscoll. Yeah, one of one of the quarterbacks Driscoll, was positive. Driscoll okay. tested positive. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. <clears throat> but you watch, you watch these games, right? They're finding some coaches, and they've already taken a draft pick away from somebody for not having ma- a coach not having a mask Raiders, on, yeah. right? But you got 11 guys in the huddle all within two feet of each other. None of them have a mask on. You look on the sideline, half these guys that are wearing, in quotes, their mask, have it down around their chin and stuff like that. And then if they need to yell at somebody, they take the mask off. Yeah, so when they get angry, them. they yell. So. <clears throat> I, I understand that they – these four quarterbacks did not wear their mask. I get that in this workout. Along the same timeline, we have the Steelers and Ravens that were supposed to play last Thursday night, Thanksgiving night last week, because the Ravens were having issues with COVID tests and contact tracing or whatever. So they moved that from Thursday to Sunday. They then moved it from Sunday to Tuesday. And they then moved it from Tuesday, and they played it this afternoon. We're recording Wednesday night. So they moved that from last Thursday to this Wednesday. The Broncos basically, I believe the Broncos petitioned to have their game moved a couple days so that they could complete COVID testing and at least have a quarterback on their roster. They were playing the Saints, by the way. Yep. So another aspect of this, you have the Saints and the Bucks that are in – prior to this week, we're in a very close playoff race, right? And you're basically giving a win to the Saints by forcing them to play without a quarterback. Yep. So they ended up playing with a practice squad wide receiver who was a couple weeks prior working in some retail job. Yeah. And he wasn't in practice squad till like Thursday. Yeah, he was right. Thursday signed, or Friday. They said he signed him like November 4th. I, oh, maybe. I don't know. So I think that yeah. – Either way. Around November 4th, he got signed, but like you said, he was doing like retail sales, yeah. something like that. Yeah, either way, he was a, a practice squad wide receiver. And based on 
COVID tests. They let Drew Locke take some COVID tests. I'm assuming Sunday, Monday, and yesterday. He was back as a full participant in practice today, Wednesday. So there obviously wasn't a two-week quarantine or whatever. If they were comfortable with him being a full practice member today, they could have played the game today, the same day that the Ravens and Steelers played. Agree. Like I said, I understand that they didn't wear their masks in this practice, and that's their fault. But to me, it's a joke to try to have an NFL game with a team that doesn't even have a quarterback on its active roster. To me, that's a black eye on the So I didn't know until just now you you said that they had like a separate workout. I didn't know that. And then, because the only thing I saw was like we we all knew what was going on. I saw the press conference Sunday night with the Broncos coach who, for some reason, if that's the case, had their own workout. If they're working out, this coach was kind of like, yeah, well, you know, I guess it is what it is. They got to be more careful. Maybe that's my fault for not instilling more of these protocols. He basically took half the blame for these quarterbacks doing this and the reason they were in that position, and they should know better, and I should know better. But then you're telling me they went in after the fact and had a workout. To me, that's almost safer. You know what I mean? There's only four of them in there. There's only four of them in there, which proves the point. Like, it doesn't matter if you're not in a big group. It just takes one person. And my other thing is, is it really that contagious? How come nobody from the Titans, if the if the Ravens were so contagious? I mean, they all tested positive, like, what, Monday? Like, the next, they played Sunday. They yeah, played Titans yeah, Sunday and right. tested positive. How come nobody from the Titans tested positive? Yeah. Like, if it's so contagious, like you said, it's not like they're wearing a mask on the field. Yeah. And so people have been, like, obviously, Russell, the four of them were together. So people have been asking, and obviously, I don't know what other teams are doing, but from the Bills' perspective, so everybody's been wondering, Jake Fromm has been yep. practicing by himself. Yep. Nowhere near anyone else. He practices by himself every practice. So people have been wondering why. But it's for this reason, because yep. if Allen and Barkley test positive, they still have a quarterback that can play. Is he doing like, is he just, participating in meetings like remotely and stuff? Yeah, or, yeah, yeah he's doing everything a, remotely. and The same as the Eagles-Josh McCown situation we talked about earlier. Yep. In the year. Yeah. He's the designated survivor. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. I just, I just think when, like I say, when it, when the Steelers-Ravens were supposed to play three games prior to this, and yet they moved it to three days later, that uh, you could have easily moved the Broncos. 100%. Uh, Saints yeah. to 100%. today. And now I didn't hear Roethlisberger's uh, post-game press conference, but what I'm gathering on Twitter is he was complaining because now they have to play on – which they've already moved the Steelers game from Sunday to Monday, Monday. next week. Yep. So he's complaining already that they don't have that it's a short week. Does he not realize that Wednesday to Monday is longer than if they played Sunday and had to play Thursday? <laughs> like Right. They, no, I get it. It's it, just I think it's on top of his, and his I, think he, I think he's complaining because the Ravens the game is Tuesday or Tuesday, yeah. Yeah, they got yeah, pushed. But they got it was supposed to be Thursday night. Yeah. It was supposed to be tomorrow that got canceled. Now they're playing Tuesday. I think is the problem with what he's probably more pissed about and he's probably not saying <laughs> or maybe doesn't realize he's probably also pissed that you keep prepping for a game on a certain day and then it gets pushed back. So okay, we're yeah. gonna do it this day and then it gets pushed back. Yeah, and it's not like and then the following week they play Sunday against the Bills, so it's not like it's so it's Monday to Sunday. It's right. not a, and then being put on Monday night versus the Ravens being put on Tuesday night is 100 percent driven by TV rights. Right. Oh yeah. Who had yep. what, who had what game? Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 
which the game played at 3.30 or whatever it was today because we got to light a Christmas tree that looks like shit in New York City. I don't know if you guys have seen this tree. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like the worst tree in the history of Rockefeller. Yeah. It's a big-ass Charlie Brown tree. Yeah. Yeah. I just... Like you said, I just think it's a no, joke. Good, it's force a team to play it without is, a quarterback. I've been saying this for a while. We talked about it last week with college basketball. Like it's just not a normal year. So stop acting like it's normal. Yeah, yeah. right. Same with Titans when Titans played the Bills. They kept moving that game around because yeah. people they, were testing positive. Yeah, they so, moved ten games already this year. Right. So why why not move this one? Why, and what's what's the problem with pushing? Who gives? I don't care. I mean, I've heard we've talked about like move the Super Bowl if you have to, move the playoffs if you have to. Yeah. And they're like, well, that's kind of you know. Okay, well, it's still not normal. We're still not in normal circumstances. And that doesn't mean, and, and just because there's a possibility things are a little more normal with time of the Super Bowl doesn't mean it's normal getting there. Therefore, yeah. you might have to move it. And I'm just, I, I, I actually got frustrated upstairs earlier because I'm, I'm watching the basketball game and I'm like, and they like colleges, like I think one team didn't travel. Might have been Texas Tech, didn't travel because COVID concerns. You know, they got this college basketball bullshit going on, COVID concerns. We've got, we've got a possibility to test. I get so frustrated because I'm like, and I'll focus back in on the NFL. How are these guys testing positive if they're quote unquote being careful? And the answer to that is they're not being careful. I don't right. give a shit anybody says. Yeah. If you're going to practice and going home and everybody's doing what they're supposed to, then you shouldn't, right? You shouldn't be, yeah. you shouldn't know you should be getting sick. Yeah. And that's just, it just pisses me off because <clears throat> I, I know a firsthand experience where I know for a fact that they're not being careful. And this said person plays for the Buffalo Bills and I'll tell you about it off air. And we know of other times, like the Giants lost that night to the Eagles. Yeah. Danny Jones and Saquon Barkley, who was on the IR, were out at a bar that night, like a Sunday night game or a Thursday night game. Right. Yep. Come on, guys. Yep. Yeah, and it – so I don't know if you if you watch much of the tur- – God damn. Conference – Tournament of Champions up, last bro. night with Michigan State, Duke, and Kansas, Kentucky. They actually put – no. Sensors in their jerseys. They sewed them in. Yeah, to so that they could say, "Oh, if this person tests positive later in the week, oh, this these people were near him for more than ten minutes or whatever during the game." So the NFL is doing that, right, in their facilities. Yeah, I saw an interview with uh, T.J. Watt. He did a McAfee. He had a thing around his neck, and that's what exactly what it was. Or they wear it on their wrist. It's basically like a close contact thing. You just, if you're, te- in my opinion. You're already in the NFL, therefore you're in a bubble outside of regular yeah. society. So if you're testing positive now, then you're just not being careful. Which I, which I assume is how they caught these Broncos players because it's like, why were the four of – if they looked at those and said, oh, why were the four of you together at 830? Well, they got cameras Tuesday. in their facilities now. Well, the right. Too, yeah. But, you know, why were the four of you together at 830 yeah. Tuesday night? Oh, we are <coughs> having a workout. I so. just, yeah, I think it's it's just bullshit. I mean, you just to me, you're just not being careful. That's yeah. just what it boils down to. And it, it's – was it what night did the Seahawks play? Sunday. Sunday, Sunday night. night. They've had zero cases. Yep. And the other thing I don't like is the way the media drives the how they report it. And I think the NFL has this COVID injury list or COVID list, whatever you want to call it. And a lot of it is precaution, not necessarily guys have tested positive. It's simply like this person may have been around somebody and these other people may have been around them. Therefore, we're going to put them on a list until we figure it out. But that shit gets instantly thrown on the news the second it happens because that list is probably public to most media and therefore they just they jump right on and they act like a, this dude's gonna die at place for the Cleveland Browns. It's like like you know, Cleveland shut down the facility and then sometimes sometimes down the road you find out it's like, Oh, by the way, guy's on the practice squad, hasn't been to practice in two weeks, it was him. But he's still gotta right. come in and get tested because it's part of the protocols. So I just I don't like the way it's reported. 
and it exploded. But I don't want to get too political and all that bullshit. But I, I agree with you. Like, uh, there were some grumblings that uh, Harbaugh bitched and got his way for the Ravens. That's where they think it was driven from. So it wouldn't shock me. I think he's a little baby, but. I don't know. Anyway. I feel like I have some other shit I want to vent about. Oh, I oh, do. I think you know that. Well, first, <laughs> I want to get, I, I, I don't have this written up. I want to get it off my chest. Why in the fuck did the Yankees give Sanchez a contract? Oh, I didn't see that. Dude, you want to talk about wasting money? <laughs> what other option are you got? Bring the kid up from AAA. I don't know who his name is. Bring him up. It's got to be better than Sanchez. Yeah. That I mean, a that, terrible catcher. That, oh yeah, he's Na, he's the worst. Nagashaki or whatever his name was that caught for Cole, right? Yeah. Like why don't yeah why don't I bring mean, up somebody else? Obviously Sanchez hits, but listen, well, whatever position I throw him in the batting order, I'll punt. I'll punt that position to have a catcher that can actually catch the ball. Yeah. So yeah, you're springing us on us, but the the Yankees X number of years ago decided Gary Sanchez was the next greatest catcher in history, and. They're an organization that refuses to Give that admit up, yeah. they were wrong. It's unbelievable. So, The guy tears they, fat and gets hurt. What would they sign him? How much did they sign him? I don't know. I got a notification, and I instantly lost my shit. So, <laughs> I don't even watch that much Yankee baseball. I didn't watch a ton this year, but going into this past year, I would have said that JT Real Muto, Real Muto is the best defensive catcher in baseball, and he's a free agent. So... You can't guarantee a player wants to go to the Yankees, but if the Yankees, whatever they paid Sanchez, if that's more than Real Muto gets somewhere, then that that will be embarrassing to me. Yeah. And like you said, the kid that they had, they literally bent yeah, Sanchez fine, but in the playoffs to catch for Cole. The problem is he's not a kid. I think he's like 30-something. Yeah, I think he's a little he's older. A but career minor leaguer, so they're probably not willing to invest in him. But, for but even still, but yeah, term. like Russ said, Real Muto's free agent, and I know there's, so was for yeah, sure there's three teams, for sure, Said they are willing to pay him a significant yeah. amount of money. There's real, and he's like thirty one or thirty two. Yeah, Real Muto, Yadi San, Yadi Molina, who's much older, obviously, but on a one but or two def- year deal, he's still yeah. An elite and he's defender. a contact hitter. He doesn't strike out a ton. Yeah. So and uh, is it Jared McCann, the White yeah, Sox from the White, White Sox. Sox catcher? Yeah, yep. They're all better options than Sanchez. So I'm, I'm looking this up right now. That they said they just tendered, plan to tender a contract to catcher Gary Sanchez on Wednesday. You want to talk about a waste of money? The dude hit 147 in the play, in the regular season with 10 home runs, 24 RBIs. I mean, I think he was making five million, and he's I'm, not going to accept a lower salary. I'm 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 guessing they gave him close to 15. Is my guess? Holy waste of money, dude! That'd be my guess. Real Muto's asking for 25. So I didn't realize. You know that. what? If but Sanchez, if they, not just Yankees, if your catcher is batting 147. But he hasn't allowed a pass ball, and he's defensively great. Like, do you give a shit? He's batting right. one forty-seven. Right. Nope. That's what yeah. we just mentioned, Molina. That's what when uh, Tony Larusa was still managing the Cardinals when Yadi came into the league, and at that time you could put Yadi in the in his prime, the best defensive catcher potentially in history. And Larusa had a famous quote saying, "I don't care if he doesn't have a hit all season; he's still my starting catcher because defense and handling the pitching staff it will always be." Number one priority for the catching position. Yeah, and yeah, and obviously Molina never, probably until I'll say eight years ago, seems a while ago. But and then he started hitting more, and he did have a couple. I think he had one or two years over three hundred, so he hit yeah. well. Yes, 
But he's got to be 16. I was going to say he's got to be career it's, now. It's been a while. Yeah. It, it was at least halfway through his career where he was I, not a I'm good I'm pretty sure he was catching when they went to the World Series against the Red Sox in 04. Yes. Yes. Sanchez was making 5.7. Was making 5.7. Yeah. Yeah. If I think you're, you're, guess, year. you're guessing on your 15 right, mil, yeah. right? If they give him something like that. Anything over and, 10 is not worth it for me. But, yeah. So if they give him something like that. And then DJ LeMahieu walks because the Yankees claim they don't have enough money to pay him. The guy that just won the batting. That's crown, what I was thinking. That will be ridiculous. How long is the contract for? So the what I just looked up is per year. That was so he was making five point seven per year. Yeah, yeah, I knew that, but I don't think they've given details. They don't have. Yet. They haven't given details because okay. because you just tender contracts to him, so it's not a. He signs it's it. It's not out but either way, he shouldn't be offered a contract. I'd I'd let that guy walk. Yeah, yeah, and he may not sign it, which. Would be, to me, a positive for the Yankees unless they can't bring anybody else in. But if he doesn't sign it, obviously, to me, that's a plus bring for the anybody. Yankees. You can find a scrap on the free agent market. Russ is open. The Yankees pay him eight hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and if they hit two fifty, it's a win. You'll make more than hundred thousand. I read one time that bullpen catchers make half million dollars a year. Bullpen catchers make half million dollars a year. I don't, Russ. You're open, aren't you? You available? If anyone needs a bullpen catcher. <laughs> I'll do it for four hundred thousand a year. I'll give you a discount. Four hundred, and he needs a membership at Augusta. <laughs> that might make you more expensive than the other guys. Yeah, that's true. Scrap that part. We'll start at four hundred. Four hundred, and your second best country club in your city. I'll, I'll start at two hundred. I've never caught before in my life. Maybe like one time in my life. <laughs> I did little league till I was like ten, so I you, think I've got higher equity than you. You line you line somebody up with a hundred mile an hour heater, and you and I will try out for that position, and we'll see who wins. Yeah, he'll take the four hundred grand. Um, so we talked about Billy Walton. We talked about the Denver situation. Ugh. Um, Adams got some shit he wants to vent about, so let's hear it. Yeah, I want to talk about these. Just personal fouls, I guess. It's more around touchdown celebrations in the NFL. So, obviously, Josh Allen scored a touchdown Sunday. Gets up, spins the ball in front of the guy, gets a 15-yard penalty. Okay. But in the 4 o'clock game, Tyreek Hill catches a 60-yard bomb, does a backflip into the end zone, and there's no goddamn penalty called? How? What the hell is wrong with these guys? Even in that Bills game, it wasn't a touchdown. Zach Moss had, like, a 30-yard run. He got up, and he kind of threw the ball behind him and it hit the defensive player 15 yard penalty he wasn't even looking like he just looking. tossed the ball walked away <laughs> it's like pretty accurately outlined i think in the rules they use some pretty specific so, but, verbiage but doing a backflip into the end zone in front of a guy that's what i'm that saying they have like right. these 15 things that they so, outline and if you i don't thought they were gonna those, bang tyreek with a penalty because his first touchdown he turned around and threw the dude the, yeah the peace sign yeah like at the 10 yard line i was like whoa so i heard a before i get into sometimes i want to talk about with that but so I heard a, I don't know, I think, um, I don't know, Showtime or whoever does their kind of on the field, their mic'd up guys, they had McDermott was mic'd up. And so they I saw one today of he went over the refs. He goes, oh, what did he do? He must not have saw him spin the ball because he's in the corner. He goes, did he spike the ball? He goes, no, he spun the ball at the guy's feet. He goes, oh, he's a good kid. He goes, oh, no, it doesn't make him a bad person. He's a competitor. I'm just letting you know. So he went over to Josh. He said, hey. Don't do that again because if he did it again, then he's kicked out of the game. But he goes, he turned around, starts walking away, he turned around, he goes, but God damn it, I love you. <laughs> 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 so 
So, it, yeah. I mean, but again, it's so, shit. It's, to me, it's what I think they should get rid of that penalty call in the celebrations. If you give up a touchdown, you be, you better stand there, and anybody can do whatever they want in front of you. Yeah, deal with. Don't it. let them touch them, obviously, but. Spin the ball, whatever you want. So you should make them sit there and watch you. It should be a t- like less than ten <laughs> seconds. If he would have set the right. rules that way, if he yeah. spun the ball and didn't look at the dude, they wouldn't have called it. Right. He, right. he spun and looked right at him. I was like, yeah. oh. Or if he, yeah, if he had just turned around and done it the other way. Yeah. yeah. I think if you give up touchdown, you should have to stand there and let the guy celebrate in front of you. Yeah. Don't yeah. give up the touchdown. Don't give up the touchdown. Why take away from Say, ratings right? by calling out people for celebrating? It's, I just I'm fine and I think even the announcer mentioned it when Tyreek did his backflip that it's, even the announcers in Bill's game even mentioned how like even Moss's penalty I think yeah. Allen's you could understand calling yeah. it but Moss is like why did you throw <laughs> flag yeah they mentioned it in the with Tyreek's backflip because somebody on the box had just gotten a penalty oh uh, right the uh, drive prior to that for something it got like a first down and did something yeah far le- obviously far less than a backflip and yeah just like I, I don't know if the, I was saying it's right. It's different refs. They call yeah. what they want, but it it's but very inconsistent. So the, yeah, I don't know if those are inconsistent. the The Tyreek thing wasn't called because there was nobody near him. And I think that's the I think that's what you're getting at with them being outlined. If you can't celebrate in the player's face, that's why it's a penalty. Like we say, if Josh ran down the field ten yards and nobody was around, he spun the ball. It, it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, Tyreek, there wasn't because he was burning everybody. Yeah. There was nobody within like twenty yards of him <laughs> when he did that. Um, I don't know. It, it's the those types of penalties, the personal fouls, are their own conversation. I I think all penalties in the NFL are getting to be just yeah. ridiculous. It's kind like, of petty. Nobody. I was watching a couple of games with my dad last weekend. He was saying, he's like, no clue. My dad's an old school football guy, you know, high school played and everything. He's been watching it for years. And he was like, I have no idea what the hell's pass interference any, anymore these days. Because yeah. one play, a guy tackles a guy when the ball's still 20 feet away from him and there's no flag. <laughs> and then the next play, you just give a slight tug to a jersey or something. And yeah. it's a penalty. And Yeah. I just get. That, I used to. Get, I get, that's where I think the inconsistency yeah. is. And I get tired of the, uh, you know, receiver goes out, quarterback misses the wide receiver, and we got defensive backs having a block party in the middle of the field flexing and, you know, <laughs> come on, dude, yeah. act yeah. like you've been there. Yep. That's Back what I say. If you get a touchdown, guys should that's be able to I mean. celebrate right in front of you. These guys, Just, defensive backs, will get a will get a tackle after a fifteen yard gain and get up and flex in the dude's face. Yeah, but you don't don't get a penalty. But then you spin yeah. the ball. You <laughs> spin the ball at a guy and you get a penalty. Yeah, there was somebody <laughs> in my my dad and I were watching the Clemson game. Who the hell they play? Pitt. Pitt. Yeah. So that first quarter when Clemson was up thirty one nothing, I don't know if it was at the end of first quarter or early second. Clemson had the ball again. One of the defensive backs made a good play, and yeah, he celebrated like he just won the Super Bowl. <laughs> and my dad was like, "Dude, you're down thirty-one nothing, sixteen minutes into this game. Like, why are you celebrating yeah. right now? It, yeah, it makes no sense. It's mind-boggling. I got in trouble one time in high school. I got teed up. I was a little bit more of a hothead in high school. I talked my shit on the basketball court. The no, tra- not to do that. And- dumb shit. No, <laughs> but uh, we were smoking. A, we were smoking a team, and. uh kid like they're down like 25 and the guy went somebody went to inbound the ball to me and he like tipped it away and he like turned around and like said something to me 
And I was like, really, dude? And I got trouble and I got teed up because I asked him to read the scoreboard and I pointed <laughs> to it. And like at the end of the fourth quarter. So yep. I just, I didn't have my problem talking my shit. So <laughs> I got in trouble for that one. But hey, you shouldn't have said anything. I wouldn't have pointed out the scoreboard. I didn't know if you could read or not. What else you got? You, you got another rant over there. So I got a couple. Well, first of all, not even a rant. Will the Bucks please just double cover Tyreek Hill? Like after you get burned the first time and then the second time, like no, just put two guys on him, please. Uh, cash like, me and DraftKings, thanks. I, but you know what I mean? Like I thought Todd Bowles was a good defensive coach, <laughs> but you can't figure out that you probably should put somebody over the top on Tyreek Hill. Another week like, where uh, Bruce Arias comes out and just points a figure at Brady. Yeah, yeah. I, that I can't defend the box on that game, but I I do think that game had more to do with how just unstoppable Casey's offense can right. be. That was a game where like everything they wanted to do was clicking, and it, yes, they should have double teamed Tyreek Hill, but at the same time, it was like I, I don't even I don't think they can make any changes or make a difference in this game. Mike texted me, you, you yelled at me for a lineup change that I did not make. I made one slight. I didn't send you something and then change it and then tell you. Like, I didn't get the Tyreek Hill update to throw Mike, in my lineup. Mike sent me a text at like 1230 and goes, Tyreek's going to go nuclear today. I was like, okay. <laughs> so we made a little flippy flop, and uh, he went nuclear. He had like, which by the way, he's like my uh, third star of the week. He had 264 yards, 69 yards, three touchdowns and 13 catches. He had 200 plus yards in the first half. Yeah. So we were First talking. quarter. Yeah, he had 200-plus yeah. first quarter. We talked beforehand we're going to do stars maybe a little bit differently, so we're not repeating. Yeah, he's also my second star of the week. Like you said, 13 catches, 269 for three touchdowns. Stupid. Just insane. And he mimicked Shannon Sharps. Yeah. I don't know. Celebration is not the right word, but you're talking about him doing backflips. You yeah. see him on the sideline. Because they were in Tampa. Yeah. He went over, picked, picked up the phone, phone, then hung it up and told the fans that help was on the way. Help was on the way. They're coming. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> like that's, that's savage. I like the, uh, not to go too off topic, but I do like you sent us the clip of Baker this week. Dude. I love that they the, they the, picking up more of that stuff in the microphone. Did you see the video? Oh, yeah, yeah. When the, <laughs> the line shifted, shifted, he's like, that's fucking cute, yeah. boys. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Which, by the way, Baker Mayfield has the best commercials right now. Yeah, he does. Dude, he that does. is, dude, the, the Thanksgiving one? Yeah. How much longer on a turkey? Mm, 15, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Like the one where he keeps, like, he keeps has her run back out from the car, yeah. keep yeah. emptying his pockets to go through the metal detector. Take him some crescent rolls. That'll hold him over. <laughs> oh, man. What was I just looking up? So, and then also, I should have mentioned earlier when we talked about the Broncos. Did you guys see Jerry Jones's quote? I didn't. Or did you? But I did heard, you hear about it? I heard McAfee make a comment like, uh, he, hey, hey, Danucci, check Twitter. <laughs> he, uh, Jerry Jones compared the Cowboys having to start Danucci, who he drafted in the seventh round this past year, to the Broncos situation this past week. First of all, none of you guys had COVID. Negative. That guy got hurt. Dalton got hurt. And you played a third-string guy who you drafted this year. Don't compare yourself to a team that four guys got COVID and they didn't have a quarterback. Like, it's, it's crazy. Not to mention... Yeah, I saw, uh, after I saw the Jerry Jones quote, then I saw... I think today McAfee went on about it, but I was oh my, I was dying laughing because McAfee's like he's like we had to get the exact quote from what Jerry said. Not but, to mention that the the guy that started for the Broncos, his uh, quarterback experience was like three games at Wake Forest, whatever it was, yeah. was in college. He you know moved to wide receiver. He completed one catch. 
they're like the first team ever to have more interceptions thrown than completions in a game. So he he is my second star of the week. It's because just have just for stepping in, they made thirty five grand Sunday. So they didn't have Jameis. Yeah, that's all they paid him is thirty five grand. I know, dude. They should have. He'd been hazard pay. He could have died so, out there. Yeah, bullpen catchers get a half mil. <laughs> Seriously. Jesus. Um, and yeah. So I don't. I mean. Kudos to him for stepping in on two days' notice. Yeah. First of all, he thought he was just going to the practice squad, and then he finds yeah. out the next day he's as starting an NFL game. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, he's going to the practice squad as a receiver. Yeah. But. What yeah. that conversation went? Hey, you're in, kid. Oh, sweet. Can't wait to tear up his D backs this week. Yeah, you better. You're playing quarterback. Here's the helmet with the green dot. <laughs> I mean, and I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you ended up watching the game. Obviously, I wasn't on here, so no. we couldn't watch it, but they had him, and Taysom, him and Taysom Hill combined for 25 yards passing. Cole Beasley had 20 yards passing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Just to <laughs> throw that out there. You should have signed Cole Beasley. What the hell did the Saints do? They just run the ball? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think Hinton had nine yards, and I think Hill had like 16 or something. It was Goodness. crazy. We're talking about Kansas City. I think one of the reasons they're so tough, I mean, Travis Kelsey on top of Tyreek Hill, because they now have – Kelsey and Hill at two and three and receiving yards in the NFL. That's a yeah, that's a two headed monster. You start guarding you over the top of Tyreek, yeah. you throw it underneath yeah. the Kelsey. Yeah. And if you shut either of them down, you go to Edwards Alaire, the stud rookie running back. Which by the way, uh, one of my my picks were awful again this week. I just the, there's just some like horrible shit happening in the NFL with my picks. Can you explain to me how the Raiders oh score six points this week, but they can play great football and st- against the <laughs> Chiefs? Yeah. I- the John Gruden way. <laughs> and then he just apologized for it. Yeah. He'll chuck it down himself. Oh, I'm just really sorry. Fans deserve better. But my bad week of the week. Is this what you're going to bring up? Oh, yeah. I mean. Dude. I don't know if you're aware of this. I had the Seahawks in my blog this week. Minus six and a half. Oh. Was it my blog or just my pick? I think on it was the just podcast? Your Okay. So I, I, on the podcast. Took Seahawks minus six and a half. This just sums up how the last like three weeks have gone. And it was for everybody. Yeah. And it was, yeah. So I I learned 70% of the money in Vegas was on the Seahawks minus six and a half. Vegas has been killing it for like four weeks right now. The Eagles down like 15, 14, 14, throw a bullshit Hail Mary. They get swatted down. Dude catches it. Some other guy catches it one hand touchdown. There's 12 seconds That's left. That's not even the worst part. There's 12 seconds left. You have no shot of winning this game. You can kick the extra point, just keep it moving. No, we're going to go for two and fuck over the entire world. Tell me Doug Peterson didn't have them. I want an investigation <laughs> of that asshole. There's no way. <laughs> that had dude, the Eagles plus six and a half. He had the Eagles plus six and a half. There's no way. Why there's would you no go, there's reason no to reason, go for two. Yeah, because if you go for two, you're down six. But if you kick the extra point, you're still down seven. It's not like it changes things With at all. With 12 seconds left. <laughs> I... There's a was, part of me that hopes, that hopes he was aware of that, and that was his reasoning. Oh, I hope so. Just for the fun of it. What a I, th- I think a lot of coaches are like aware of it, even though they. There's no way they don't know. Yeah, the I lines. think they they all dismiss it, but I think they're all. Oh, aware they're aware of it. Of it. They all had. Dude, Peterson if you, if you had do the, that, if you do that, when being down six or seven really means nothing in football, like what? Someone's <laughs> like, oh, not? I read a tweet and I was like, well, you know. The math there is correct. You go for two, you can win the game. I'm like, shut up. Peterson plays for the tie. We already know that. <laughs> yeah. did it like week two. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I was so pissed. But, oh, boy. Talk about a shitty beat, dude. Picks this week. Last week, last like three weeks. Just dude, it's, been, it's been tough pass. Stupid shit weeks. going on. Stupid shit. The Giants. 
Giants last week. They were minus six and a half playing Cincinnati, who has like a janitor playing quarterback. Yeah. I mean, not that the Giants are that great, but. Yeah. Danny Dimes got hurt. Really, got hurt. Really not, though. Yeah. To put in Cole McCoy. Either way, they were still up. McCoy ran down the field. They were up nine with two minutes left or less than two minutes left. What do they do? Give up a touchdown. Don't cover. It's Giants football, baby. Oh. <laughs> Furious. I got a stat for you guys, given to me by Sean, who's a weekly listener. Um, Brett or er, Brett Favre. Wow, is this um, is this him applying for a job? Maybe. <laughs> Taylor, better watch out. Adam's applying for Bill Walton's <laughs> job tonight. Holy shit! <laughs> Aaron Rodgers has 397 career touchdown passes. Four of them are to a first round pick. Yep. All to Mercedes Lewis. Well, that's because the. Packers don't draft well. Well, right. <laughs> but that's crazy to me. I don't that, know if that's an yeah. accomplishment for... That's crazy. He has almost 400 touchdown passes and only four to a first-round draft pick. Yeah. And it wasn't even the Packers' first-round draft pick. He was drafted first by the Jaguars. Which, by the way, real quick, shout-out to Aaron Rodgers. Over 50,000 yards he passed. Yeah. All-time <clears throat> passer in the uh, organization, the Packers. And I read somewhere, like, can't remember who it was, they are now the leading... Like, he's got 50,000. Somebody else is, like, they're leading in their franchise, and it's, like, 12,000. Or, like, 25,000, I'm sorry, whatever. Yeah. It was something stupid. Like, it wasn't even close to yeah. what he had. Yeah, well, him and Favre combined have, like, crazy record. I think they were talking about a few of them. When did they play? Thursday? I don't know what day they played. They asked Monday. if he was proud of it. He's like, no, it just proves I've played for a long time. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you think about it. They've went, I don't know how many years, what, probably 35 years with basically two quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. Which is crazy nowadays. That's a... It's a lucky fan base. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And if we want to talk about longevity, I got another one I saw this morning. Real quick to golf. This is Dustin Johnson's 106th career week at world number one in the official world golf ranking. Tying Rory. You just got Taylor's attention. Oh, he knows. So I'm going with this. It's insane. Tying Rory McIlroy for third most all time. Just not a, not consecutive, just 106 weeks. Total weeks. Total okay. weeks. If Dustin Johnson holds the number one spot every week until Christmas of 2031, he'll tie Tiger Woods' record of 683 weeks. <laughs> how is that even possible? Isn't that crazy? And that, you know, it's, that's just a reminder of how dominant he was. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. And if you get a chance, go check out, shout out to Colt Nost. I'd love to have you on this podcast. Him and the Sleaze, man. Oh. They interviewed uh, Fowler and Thomas. Oh, I, saw, I saw part of the Thomas one. So Thomas told a story about how a few years ago when Tiger missed the Masters, yeah. he hadn't told anybody yet. So he texted Justin Thomas and said, hey, why don't you come on over? Because Justin's like, he can't go anywhere. He literally can't. That's why everything's at his house. He has like a compound because it's just like, it's the trade-off. He can't go anywhere. So he texted him. He's like, why don't you come on over? We'll, we'll chip and putt. So he decided to go over there and watch Tiger hit chips and learn these different shots. And he said, how are you feeling? Are you going to play in, a, you know, play in two weeks? He's like, no, I'm not playing. He goes, but I haven't told anybody yet, so don't say anything. He's like, oh, yeah, I won't. The next year, Tiger played, and Thomas said, I texted him and said, hey, uh, I'm in town if you want to get some short game work. And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm playing this year. He goes, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm in, just in town. I'm going to figure out to stop. Oh, we just chip putt or whatever. He goes, yeah, I'll see you at Augusta. Because this whole story got started because they said, you know, you're good friends with Tiger. Like, how often do you ask him for advice? He goes, I got to pick and choose, like, when I ask. He's like, when I'm at Augusta, I know I ain't get shit from him. <laughs> He's like, fun. Yeah. He's like, oh, I was just going to call. He's like, yeah, I'll see you at Augusta. They live like just like a few miles from each other. I don't even think it's a mile. I thought him, Fowler, and. They all live like right Th- there. Thomas, Fowler, and Woods all like live 
like side by side. Hey, I'll see you at Augusta. Oh, quick question. Steph Curry, plus one, yes or no? I saw the debate on this. Yes. Yeah, I yes. think he is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he is. It was, who was it? I think it was Max Homa that tweeted. Max, yes. About different scenarios, and he said he's played with whatever, guys that were plus three that have shot, you know, mid-70s, and he made the point of Dustin Johnson, who we ironically just talked about, think Dustin Johnson's officially listed right now as like a plus six or something. It's like a plus ten. Okay, plus ten. And he noted, was it last year when he had two rounds in the 80s? Yeah, I'm trying to find it, it just, for you. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have no issue with that. I think – so the reason you ask is because of the charity match that went on last weekend, uh, Peyton Manning and Steph Curry against Phil and Charles Barkley. And uh, Give me Phil and Charles all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just mic'd up. Well, yeah. so I mean, he, just the whole setup seems kind of funny to me. The way they picked the people to play each I other. I think they're way. they're just doing it for TV ratings. No, I mean, I, I, I enjoy it. I think it, it does a lot of good for the game of golf to have a, a fun match like that, where it's not so serious and stuffy and one shot to another. It's the riding in the cart between the, the little GoPros in there and seeing it'll be a ham and TNT. Give so I mean, that's where Charles has got a contract with TNT, yeah. and he's I mean entertaining. It's alternate shots, so it's tough to tell, but you could also argue the opposite. Based on what you saw, would you think Charles Barkley is a 25 handicap? Right. You know? No, one, <laughs> no it's it's still a relatively high number. He's, good for him, you know too, though. I mean? Yeah. Regardless of what his handicap is, the way that he's gone from, you remember the Haney project when he couldn't oh even. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He had this hitch. major flinch. Yeah. To see him actually swing a golf club and enjoy the game again is yeah. really refreshing. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Which, by the way, he, Phil owns that course they played. Yeah. yeah did you well, did you see the one in between? He hit a rock off the side yeah. and it bounced in. And he goes, he goes, how do you know I hit that rock? He says, I own the place. I own the place. <laughs> yeah. And they said that morning, him and Peyton played a practice round together. Played eighteen holes before they did the whole match thing. Took them fifty minutes. Yeah. Played eighteen holes. Manny and Curry. Yeah, Manny and Curry did. Oh, was it Manny and yeah. Curry? Yeah. Phil yeah. and Charles played the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Fifty minutes. Yeah. I, I don't. Those carts are jacked up, but still, that's. I that's don't believe that. That's like two point. I, I did the math when they said that it was like two point six minutes per hole. Yeah, that's not playing around of a golf. I've done it in juiced yeah, up carts, where there's singles, just two guys in the juiced up carts, and you can't do it fast. Well, I think they played alternate shots, so I don't know if they just played like true alternate, like and hey, you tee off, I'll go up there, get ready, still. hit my next one. You're not like, I don't know. Still by yeah. myself, I've done it in a juiced oh, up yeah. cart in an hour and fifteen max. Right. I mean. That's just as fast as you can get around that big of a place. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, plus keep in mind, based on the look of what we saw on TV, there's a 30-second drive between some of the holes. And you got yeah. are you not reading putts? So, You're yeah. just going to walk up and hit them? Yeah, that, that one's good. Pick it up. I mean, so. ba- based on what we saw. They I'm probably should have taken, they yeah. taken a little more take time. a little more time and a few more putts. Yeah. So, so, yeah, Steph, Steph did not have his best day. Uh, did he look like a – Plus one handicap, no. But I, do I believe he is? Yes, I do. I think no. it's just a product of the environment. Yeah. Playing an alternate shot for charity with a bunch of money on the line. Now, we hit some good shots, I think, didn't didn't result in what he thought. Like, he hit that one drive. That went in the water? Went in the water. Yes. And that was smoked. And then I think it was in the same hole, they ended up playing Manning's ball. And he, he thought he hit a good shot. And they told him in his ear, like, that went in the back bunker. He hit it on a yes. great line. It yes. just went in the yep. back bunker. There was also another one of the drivable holes that I believe Phil hit a three wood to like the back fringe, and it was like a three hundred and ten yard hole. And Steph also hit a three wood and was pinned high on it, so he's hitting his three wood over three hundred yards. And 
He's yeah. clearly he does have the skill. He it just he played a couple corn fairy events. Yeah. yeah. He missed the cut, but he shot like he still went out there respectively. Well, guy the one he like, shot like 74, 74 and missed yeah. the cut. So yeah, yeah, that was the second or third time I think he went out there yeah. and did that. Because the first couple times, I know there was a lot of backlash when he shot like 84, 83 or something. Right. Yeah. But no, it's he's, a different he's a stage. It's it's a different golf player. course experience to play something like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think any of us would go out and shoot a true number to our ability if we teed it up for the first time on, you know, the, right. the Corn Ferry Tour. I'd just be if if it was a par three on the first, I might hit driver just to make contact. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, mean yeah, he said, and I remember him saying he was like nervous. Yeah, playing. it's yeah. It's I mean, a we, totally different. Obviously, he's a star in the NBA, but it's a totally different sport. Yeah, I mean, we know you're a scratch golfer, and if we put you on that golf course as long as they were playing it on those tees, and you shot a seventy six, you know, I'm not going to question his handicap based on him shooting a seventy six or something. Just it happens. Yeah, I mean, this kid shoot like 110. That's true. I wasn't questioning at all. I've seen a lot of, (laughs) I've seen a lot of good scores by that course. Really garbage swings. Yeah, I mean, athleticism's key. Anybody that can keep their hands quiet can shoot a good score. That course looked just like it looked tight. They were like, "Oh, it's wide open." I'm like, "Not as narrow as a lot of rock. Not as narrow as Indian Hills, (laughs) but (laughs) there, yeah, it looked like some place there was no place to hit it other than in the desert. I I could I could probably just like rewatch. Phil and Chuck like going back and forth. Even like yeah. Phil was in like the weeds and he's like, Chuck, throw me my sandwich. And he throws it, and he threw it like five feet short. And he's like, ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm sure they had conversations about it beforehand, but Phil's over instruction would annoy the shit out of me though. Yeah. After so, a while. so I had a question for you guys. If you could choose a golfer to play like a casual round with and just like listen in like how him and his caddy like go back and forth, I think I would choose Phil to like. Just based on what we've seen from like the chair, the like four or five charity things we've seen of him, I think he'd be really entertaining, a casual. And then for me, a different one would be if you could follow a player and caddy around in like a major tournament and see how they communicate back and forth. Because that answer would be totally different for me. I wouldn't go with Phil, but I think like casual round just to play with him and like understand his thoughts on shots. I think Phil would be like. It's Bryson DeChambeau every day of the week. I'm drowning yeah. him in the pond on five. <laughs> at, at Indian Hills? Yeah. There's a pond on four, dude. Get it over with earlier. Yeah. I want to give him hope. <laughs> uh, I, I would say probably actually Fowler and his caddy just because of the personalities. Yeah, that's always, obviously Phil's got a good personality. Obviously that plays into it. Yeah. Kisner and Dewey. Oh, yeah, well, that's got to be a good one too. Yeah. Kiz and Dewey. You yeah, don't want to hear what LaCava's got to offer? So he Tiger Tiger and Joe would be my like in a, major. In, a in a tournament to listen how they go back and forth because then you can I see can't Tiger imagine, in his element. I cannot imagine Joe's putting that much advice. Right, forward. but that's what I'm saying. Do do they communicate at all, or is it? I think that would be interesting to see how they. To Taylor's point, there's a lot of caddies just don't say shit. Right. I mean, when I was doing it on the LPGA tour, it was there was some who talked to their. It depends on the player. Like you know, you could have somebody with a personality of like a Ricky Fowler, but when it come tournament time, they don't. They don't say shit out there, and they don't really communicate. They just want a number. I saw a lot of that in the LPJ. I mean, I, the whole week I caddy. We play for different people every day. Some people are a little more relaxed with their caddies than others, and some didn't speak to the caddies at all. They just grab my bag, give me the number when I get to the ball, show some hustle, keep up, shut up mentality. Yep. And then there was some who, like, the girl I caddied for, like, <clears throat> she handed up me all week in between shots, like, small talk, shooting shit. 
Depends on the player, I guess. I think I have another answer. Paul Casey. Seems like the nicest dude Johnny out Long there. Johnny Longsocks. Oh, yeah, he's good. He got the rocking the Jordan What's that? The, was it FedEx Cup when he's hitting into 18 and his caddy gives him the wrong club? and <laughs> He doesn't get pissed he off at his no, caddy. He just looks back at him. and just. It wasn't even his caddy gave him wrong. I think he grabbed the wrong one out. But you know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Oh, and yeah. He just looks at his caddy and it's presumably for a million dollars plus that <laughs> he just blew this over the green with the wrong club <laughs> and just gives the guy a grin. And I think he looks down at the club and he's like, uh, "This isn't this isn't what I wanted." Yeah, I think I think he grabbed he went to grab like a four iron. He grabbed like a two iron. Or Imagine something. the alternative like, of a lot of the players out there. Right. Yeah. There would have been a tongue lashing yeah. from hell. Bubba. So I, I didn't want to bring that up. I, didn't say I used it. to. I couldn't stand the way Bubba treated his. What is this? Ted. Ted Scott. Yeah. 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 So guy. I, I always I was I was on the same page as you where like man that guy is just like he just destroys his caddy out there sometimes. And then his wife, Bubba's wife, did an interview one time. So Bubba and Ted have been together since he was like mini tours. Yeah. And they said those two are like brothers. She's like, they're not on a golf course. I've seen them fight like brothers. Yeah. So I think it kind of bleeds in and it's Bubba's <coughs> competitiveness. And, but yeah, on the surface, it doesn't look good. Yeah, and, and Ted's tweet, he's, he's big on Twitter, but he, yeah. he said like, whenever he says, I don't take it to heart at all. Yeah. It's Greller gets the same thing from Spieth. I don't that that's another i don't know I mean, you're but, like five five six that. years ago i would be like oh yeah let me follow the two of them around i don't think you want any piece of that Dude, no. my just... brain would be in a blender listening to that right now i'm trying to figure i feel bad for the kid i really do i feel terrible for speed because we have this expectation after that season and we're watching him try to get back on track under a huge microscope in the public eye because everyone knows who jordan speed is yeah. Like we talked about before, if like he hadn't gone out and won all that and just gradually built up to being successful, we wouldn't be talking about it. I feel terrible for him. I really do. And I give him credit. He was on that subpar podcast a few weeks ago with Colton Nose and the Sleeves. And his his approach and his response to him struggling was, I give him credit. He's just like, yeah, you know, not worried about him. Just in a little slump, I'll figure it out. We'll get back to, you know, having success. You go look at his numbers, though. He made 14 to 17 cuts last yeah. year. He makes money. He was just, making cuts. He just... But our expectation is him winning. Yeah. Yep. All right. What else? You got another rant over there? No, I think I'm. I think I'm good. My rants. I'm done. You got a rant? I'll save it for the end. It's not as much a rant as I told you so. Uh, well, yeah. what's you talking about? Do you want to get into it? We can, get all, into it. We can that, talk about it right out of the gate if you want. That topic could bleed into a number of conversations. <laughs> that. Well, why don't we touch on why don't we touch on something a little bit different, but the same event? Let's talk about Jake Paul, Robinson. You okay? All right. You guys, it seemed like real hot button for me. I just I took it for what it was. It was a guy fighting a retired NBA player with no fighting experience. It's fun. You can't deny the fact that it's fun to watch someone get starched. I'm not going to deny that. Correct. It's. Inter- I think Russ said it best in our text messages that as like uh, YouTube entertainment, sure, but Jake Paul calling out Conor McGregor might be one of the dumbest things we're going to see in 2020 outside of COVID. There is absolutely no shot. That kid would die in a ring. If he thought he knocked out Nate Robinson, Conor would murder that kid in a ring. I tell you, I'd like to say it just because. I don't. (laughs) I I think he's going to advocating in the texts that maybe there was some sort of chance. I was just playing devil's advocate no, when I, I made the Tyson Fury argument that 
It only took him a couple of years. Next thing you know, he's at the Olympics and takes home He did silver. not compete at the Olympics, by the way. Am I, who did I have that mixed up with? I don't know. I looked it up. So not trying to call you out. I, I looked up because I was oh, confused. Right, though. That's got to be right. <clears throat> uh, he was supposed to compete at the Olympics, but the country can only take, I think, one boxer in a weight class or something like that, and he didn't go. He wasn't ready. But the difference with Fury is Fury's got 20 professional yeah, fights or 21 professional exactly. fights. Jake Paul's fought two YouTubers yeah. and a retired NBA uh, player. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know enough about these Paul brothers, Jake and Logan. They're, these YouTube stars. They're douchebags. But to put I, it concisely, yeah, they yeah. are. Obviously, the kid is athletic and he's training boxing. Yeah, and if he started in the lower ranks and worked his way up through legitimate venues, I'm not saying he couldn't be a good boxer. Or something right? Yeah, it's That's hard to say I'm he saying. doesn't have potential when you watch him but fight. For a guy that's something going, this guy just knocked out a retired NBA point guard who doesn't box, who who's never boxed before, and now he's calling out a two division UFC champion in a combat sport. And if you make it just boxing, I think people underestimate Connor's boxing. I'm not a big fan of him, but Cormier this week said McGregor is the dude's legit at boxing. Yeah. McGregor, I watched the Mayweather fight, and I just I wasn't a big fan of it at first. But let me let me ask you this: People are so high, and, and no disrespect to boxing. At one time, boxing was an art form, and I think mm-hmm. I've been very vocal about it before. Boxing now is a complete joke because there is no structure, and there's all this hoopla and bullshit behind it. And it's I think there's a lot of bullshit. I said before the week the fight happened, I said Tyson Jones is going to be a draw. It was a draw. I said before the Fury fight and Wilder fight that. Even though he did look good, Fury did. He did. I'll give him credit. I said if he wins that fight, he's going to fight Wilder again. And come to find out, that was already in the contract that if he lost the fight, they're going to have a trilogy fight. That's bullshit. That would never happen in the UFC because if you just got your ass kicked like that, you'd be like, you go, you, you go win a couple more fights before you get back here. Boxing has become a joke. So when I watched Mayweather McGregor. People are like, oh, this is a joke. No, it's not. Connor, all these guys in UFC, for the most part, their base is, you know, they go in every day. They might do their jujitsu. They might do their grappling. But their base of everybody is every fight starts on your feet. They have some sort of striking skill, correct? You got to have that. The fight doesn't start on the ground, so you can't do that to be in UFC. Connor's base is his boxing. He has a passion for the sport, and he is a legitimate boxer. You can call the guy the biggest asshole in the world. You can call him arrogant. He's done some really stupid shit. The one thing Conor McGregor does better than most fighters is he's extremely obsessed with his with his art form, and he's a very good. But when he he's going to do something, he puts everything into it, and he's like, "I'm showing up." And there's been guys who fought McGregor, and they said, "What's the one thing that you got out of Conor you didn't expect?" And every one of them, Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, the two that come to mind, said, "How hard he hit me." He said, "I Eddie Alvarez said the first time he hit me, I he goes, I know I'm in a fight." The first time he hit me, I thought, what just hit me? It's that hard. I just don't – boxing has become a joke. And if they want to do this whole, like, octagon, you know, UFC fighter in a boxing ring, and then you got these boxing purists who are all like, oh, UFC is a joke. It's like, okay, if you want to play this, you know, cross-sport platform, McGregor stepped in a ring with Mayweather. There was no exhibition there. They were trying to – they were fighting. They were both getting paid a lot of money, but yeah. Floyd Mayweather did not want to be – you know, he didn't want to have a loss on his record. Right. And that, to me, proved how much of a joke boxing is because Mayweather, in my opinion, lost like, he definitely lost the first round. 
And I think I, because he didn't even throw a punch in the first round, I think. He just sat there. And one of the judges, after the fight was over, had Mayweather win the first seven rounds. And I think I had it pretty close to, like, split at the time. And I even thought the fight was stopped early because I think the first chance they got to, you know, stop the fight and give Floyd the win, they were going to do that. Connor's notorious. No pun intended. There's nickname. He gasses out and he has like a second win. He just he just does. He looks tired. He comes back. It's just the way he fights. You, these boxing guys need to chill the fuck out. They really do, and they need to stop calling out UFC guys because I'm going to put Conor McGregor on the bench, and let's put uh, what did, what did Jake Paul fight at? 180, 170? No, I think no, it was a lot bigger. I don't even think there was a weight class involved. I don't think. So. Well, it was a sanctioned fight, so there had to have been a weight class involved. You can fight a catch weight. Yeah, I, I think that they said he him walks him, around at like two twenty. Him yeah. and Nate Robinson had a, they've had like yeah, they've had like years. Yeah, but he's he's way bigger than Robinson. Okay, so if he's two twenty, walking weight, I don't know what he fights at. He, I, I assume say, like two hundred then. Okay, so he's still a heavyweight. Well, he's to be a light heavyweight. I can think of a few guys in UFC no one's ever heard of in, in the boxing world that have starched that kid in a hurry. Mm-hmm. Just boxing, just boxing. Right, but that's how he makes his money, right? No, he makes Making, his money on YouTube being yeah, an asshole. Right, can, and getting clicks and everything yeah, else. Yeah, but so like Russ he, said, he, he, you know, sure, he's, I'll give him credit. He's, he's going, he's training boxing. But, dude, that's like that's like me winning the club championship and calling everybody on the PJ Tour to come right. come play me yeah. for a million dollars. Like, it's the dumbest thing in the world. Yeah, I mean, the kid the kid has found, he and his brother have found this little niche where they're making money. And yeah. He, so, yeah, I agree with you. They're, they're getting rich and famous off of this, but. To and think they're legitimate fighters right now and call out these UFC fighters is a joke. Silly. I mean, I had, I saw half the tweets you like pop up on my timeline. So I saw that you liked Portnoy's tweet before we had this conversation. Oh, yeah. And as just, Portnoy said that he thinks Jake Paul and Conor McGregor would be a better would be a closer matchup than McGregor Mayweather. Not was. a chance. And the only the only reason I think. Portnoy said that is because he wants some skin right. in this game somehow right. to make money. Yeah. There's no way he really believes that. And the fight's not going to happen. No. And the, the biggest reason is, is is Jake Paul, he might have a following like the YouTube, the, you know, the, the millennials of the world or whatever. Conor McGregor's not going to entertain that peasant in his world. Right. Because that's exactly what he is in Conor's world. Yeah. And Conor doesn't need to fight some YouTube douchebag to make money. He's going to be a billionaire just from whiskey sales. I mean, if, if he needed money to fight, he'd fight in the UFC and he'd fight for belts. He doesn't he's, – he's purely you're – t- you're calling out Conor McGregor who's fought just stone-cold savages and just knocked him out cold. And some of these guys that Conor's knocked out have come back and had pretty good careers the last three or four years. Someone like Dustin Poirier, like Eddie Alvarez, Justin Gaethje. Gaethje yes. Would you like to see them in the – I want to see a fight – I'm going to put Connor on the bench. I'll let him call the fight. I'll give him a microphone. And you pick one of those three guys to fight Jake Paul, who he probably outweighs by 20, 30 pounds. They'd murder the kid. I don't think he realizes how good these guys are. And like Russ said, Connor, it might be the most precise striker yes. we've ever seen in the UFC. He is, yeah. th- he is that good. Yeah. He can be an asshole. He's done some really dumb shit. But that guy's spot on. He's, he, he's precise. He's just, he becomes obsessed with what he's doing. And that's why he's as good as he is, and that's why he's made a lot of money. He's also made a lot of money in his mouth. Something also he's done better than Jake Paul. Just my personal opinion. <laughs> There's a line of 
NHL players that are calling him out too. Jake Paul. Yeah. So Evander Kane. To- Evander Kane's the one that has the most traction right now. So it's Robin Leonard called him out. The you Vegas mean to fight? Yeah. Fight. yeah Evander, Evander Kane gave him a date. He said like August, August 31st, yeah, 2021. 20, yeah. And Evander, <laughs> like Evander is known for his fighting skill in the NHL. And a lot of these fighters in the NHL train boxing in the offseason to stay in shape and to uh-huh. hone their to fighting stay skills. stay in shape, yeah. yeah. Milan Lucic is, was known for that as a kid. He was like, yeah. he was some, I don't know, youth something or other boxing champion, and he happens to be one of the best heavyweight fighters in the, the NHL has ever seen. And then uh, Max Domi called him out today, too. Oh, really? Called him a clown, and he just needs to said, said, just <laughs> shut up, clown. I would, love to, see, I would love to see Kane. I would like to see the Evander Kane, Jake Paul. I get Jake Paul is trying to make a name. For, he's using Conor McGregor's name. To you know, yeah, some notoriety yes. to yes. another to another group of people who don't really follow Jake Paul. Yes, that's what he's doing. To actually think that there's a chance that fight will happen, first it'll never happen because McGregor will never entertain it. It ain't worth his time. Yeah. And I, I don't think Jake Jake. This is this proves how much of an idiot it is. Dude, there's <coughs> a lot of guys outside of Conor McGregor, low tier, unheard of, unranked guys in UFC that would take that boxing match and just starch that kid in the middle yeah. of the ring. He has he he has no idea and he's way out of his league right now. Yeah. You take that we've talked about a couple episodes that Chaos Williams who was on the Contender Series a couple of weeks ago Murdering. in the UFC guy I'd never even heard of and he went in there and looked like he could take out any boxer in the world. That's a prime example. Jake Paul wants to fight heavyweight. I'll take uh, I'll take Stipe or Nagano. You can pick. And uh, <laughs> they would literally kill him while you, while you're watching the fight. I'll plan the funeral. <laughs> He, he's just, it's so, that's how stupid he is. You can't plan a funeral that quick. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> he announced the date. I'll start it then <laughs> before the fight. I just, it's so stupid. To like, I get what he's trying to do, but it's like, dude, if you really truly, yeah, you got your money, you got your clicks from YouTube and doing whatever it is you and your brother do. If you truly wanted to like become a boxer and a fighter, then like Russ said, start fighting legitimate fights. Don't call yourself a professional Dude, he's professional. He made his professional debut fighting another YouTuber. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, don't call yourself a professional fighter. That's an insult to guys who've put in actual grind for 20, 20 years and the Tyson Furies of the world who have 21 professional fights. Yeah. Like, and then the whole Tyson Fury thing, you know what pisses me off about that is everyone talks about how Deontay Wilder was the man. Like, this is how much a joke boxing is. Wilder blamed his loss on the bullshit suit he wore to the ring, how it killed his legs. <laughs> That's why you lost the fight? I was going to go with you just got your ass yeah. kicked. <laughs> That's probably why Cam Newton's struggling this year. <laughs> Putting on his fancy outfits for oh, his press conferences. Oh, my God. Did you see the one he wore a week yeah. or two ago? Oh, the, yeah. the rug poncho with Brutal. Uh, the rug poncho with the women's heels? I, I don't Sure. <laughs> sure. I'll send you that one. How's the okay. fashion expert? I, no. It's, you don't have to be an expert to know what a rug looks like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thanks for taking me down that rabbit hole. Glad we went there. Yeah. Just see that asshat LeBron signed for 85 I was going to ask you how you feel about that. How crazy. I think he's making room for Davis to make more money or to to get the sign to make space. Make more money? He's making more money. Yeah, but then they, they like, restructure it, though, and, like, spread it out because. At two years, 85 million? They call it a super max. There's no way. Yeah. He, he I don't know how you. Oh, I thought they spread out the contract no, over like three no. years. It's like two years, eighty five million. Oh, two maybe years. they did it that. I don't know, but he's getting two years, eighty five million. Even if you <laughs> spread eighty five over three, that's not really spreading it out. 
I, don't I, th- know. I think it's. I, I think they, and I think I potentially we've talked about this is. Is he trying to get it until his son yes. comes in the league? Yes, it's got to be. He's it. trying to play until his son can be drafted, and they can play a year together. Jesus Christ, Lakers! He's gonna. What's he gonna do? Like collapse until so like Lakers get a first, the first overall pick? Like yeah, that's that's the part I don't know how this works. <laughs> so if that happens, whatever year he can he's be like drafted, Bronny, just suck next year. Yeah. So you get so we can take you at like. <laughs> 29. If I have a draft pick ahead of the Lakers, I'm clearly taking him. Right. And then, hey, you want him, sure, but you're going <laughs> to trade half your organization to get him. So I also don't. I'd have to do some research. I don't want some clown to come in our comments make attack me. I also don't know how good his kid is. Like, I know I he plays like all decent. I think he's decent. He plays a lot of the prep schools, but that's because your he's, dad's. He played with that Sierra Canyon who's got, I think they had like three kids in the top, like 20 right. of the ESPN but if your dad's LeBron James is paying for you to go to Sierra Canyon, right? Right. I don't. I don't know. I mean, the school's good. I think they're yeah. always. They had I like think, they had Kenya Martin's son for a while. Yeah. They had a couple other guys, but I think I did see like a highlight. He played like a week ago. He like like six points. Oh yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah. I don't so know. I don't know how good he is. Like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, it'll be interesting. And I don't mm-hmm. know if he's said where he's going to school or anything. College. I think he's going to Duke. Oh really. I saw a video of him. He likes to play video games, stream. I saw a YouTube video pop up where he had a Duke hoodie on. He made like a comment like, oh, I committed to Duke. Who gives a shit or something like that? I'm like, it wouldn't surprise me because the whole Coach K, Olympics, LeBron relationship. So, wouldn't yeah. shock me. LeBron always said if he went to college, he would have went to Duke. Mm, so I've heard the opposite. You think he went to North Carolina? I've heard North Carolina. So I I think, and then there was also obviously a debate with Ohio State. So I don't yeah. know if it really was ever. It's true too because he's from there. But either way, LeBron or uh, Russ has got his boy for a few more years. That's right. Twenty twenty four. My God. You guys want to get into stars? What we have left for stars? Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll start. Uh, I already mentioned my third star in Tyree Kill. My second star is Jarrett Patterson from UB. Did you have him? I got him in my first. We're going to have a bunch of repeats in our stars. Okay, because I used to send me a text and don't steal my stars, <laughs> but he was not on your list. He was. It's a G- J-E-R Patterson at the top. Like, okay, well, I didn't open it all the way. <laughs> anyway, 36 carries, 409 yards, eight touchdowns, and the coach should be slapped in the face because yes. someone should have mentioned to him, how do you not realize he's close to a record? So Someone should have mentioned him, like, or he should have said, like, damn, what is the record for D1 rushing touchdowns and yards? Because it, he was like 23 yards away. Especially since like the week prior, he ran for 320 or whatever he ran for the week yeah. prior. Like, yeah, that's the how's, how's like no one looked up what he's done or what that is. crazy part. As much as he went off that week, his two-week stretch is like historic. Yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. So it's almost he, the second week in a row doing it. Yeah, so adding a couple things. So he was, was 18 yards shy of the NCAA record, yeah. which is P. Ryan from Oklahoma did it. Uh, like six years ago, um, and he tied the NCAA record for eight touchdowns in a game. Nine was a record. Their other running back, I don't know what his exact stats were. 97 yards, two touchdowns. He had two touchdowns. So the minute they pulled him out, the backup ran for another touchdown. Yeah. They, if they would have just stayed in the game and let him run, because I think even broke all the so the announcers, I don't know if you guys are still yeah. watching, the, the announcer was like, they, UB got the ball at like the 44, like, and he needed like 41 yards. He needed like 41 yards for the record. So he gets that he gets down there. As soon as he got over four hundred, they pulled him. 
But he's like, then the backup ran one like a couple of yards. And he goes, no, get a holding penalty and bring the other kid back in. Like he wanted the record. He's yeah. like, I want to be like, I was here. I was here. I wanted, I wanted to see it, but it was crazy. And so I did have a, another, so he's only played four games this year. He is fifth in the NCAA in rushing yards and second in rushing touchdowns. And he's 53rd in carries. That's how. So to add to your stat, during that up. game, they made a comment about the backup. I can't remember the kid's name who had. Marks, I think is his last name. Yeah. He's still like top he, 70 in, the, in Division One football yards. Yeah, he's like yards. a stud. As a yeah, backup. The backup running back's like a. He was like highly recruited. No. Not so. bad running game going up there in the MAC action. He's, dude, I'll be interested if he gets. He's got to get some Heisman votes as well as he's playing right now. Yeah. I know he's only going to play six games, but. It's probably more than Justin Fields is going to play. But now, it's all said and done. That's a really good point. I'm curious if it will because he's just it. Right. Lawrence is only going to play, what, seven games? He's in the MAC. Is it, you know what I mean? We're going to find out how political college football is right now. Yeah. Like, you don't go to the And I said, there's talk, and it's something I, I texted you earlier, potential topic, but Ohio State's big talks right now because they've only played yep. three or four games, but the Big Ten put a, big, a clause <laughs> in it. They had to play a certain number of games to play in the Big Ten title game. Ohio State, if they don't play this week, they won't get there. So can the NCAA, if they don't play in that Big Ten title game, can they even put them in the college football playoff, even though oh, they're wow. probably – yeah, and that's my, my – I, I don't think you can, but, right, if you look at college football, they're probably one of the best four teams in college football. Yeah. So There's it, also some rumors out there. I don't know if you guys see any tweets or things going on, but some rumors out there. There's some good teams claiming COVID uh, scare – to, or, to rest? No, they're they're claiming they do, they, <laughs> they they're using COVID as an excuse. Like we have COVID concerns, not actual issues like COVID concerns to avoid taking an ass whooping potentially or losing a game. Hmm. That's what I've heard. I've heard that from multiple people who are, I would say, reliable sources. They've tweeted about it and said this person is not the only one. I'm also hearing it that teams are using it as an excuse to like not play another team. So, which. Real quick before we go on to the stars, uh, today I heard th- that the uh, who's the guy that coaches basketball at West Virginia? Bob Huggins. Huggins, yeah. Did you, did you hear this story? Apparently, I th- I'm guessing whoever they're supposed to play didn't play, and Tennessee decided to shut down theirs because they had concerns, <laughs> yeah. and they were supposed to play. I don't know whoever Tennessee was supposed to play, and Huggins like called ESPN and got in touch with the powers of being and said, we'll play him. So West I, Virginia's I saw, playing. That they, they just played Gonzaga. I think that's who it that's was That's who he to said. Be. Yeah, we'll play him. Yeah. So, yeah, and Gonzaga ended up winning the game by, like, four or five. But, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, a lot of teams have been stepping because, yeah, Tennessee hasn't played a game yet, and I don't think there's any signs of them, like, playing. And they were probably – I think they were 10 or 12 to start the year, so they were highly ranked. Yeah. This but, goes back to the just you, – you're on a team, you're in a bubble. Like, you should just be being careful more so than a common person like yeah. you or I. So, if you're testing positive or you're having issues – just being irresponsible. And, and Tennessee's shut down like all like football's not playing. Like yeah. they've shut down all their fall sports. So, all right, you can't yawn if you're on camera. What the French I, toast? I didn't mean it. He forgot. It just happened. Oh. Forgot. All right, that's my second star. So, I uh, he's my first star also. Jared, right, yeah, he's my first Jared star. Patterson. Uh, my third star, is Sarah Fuller. Um, my third kicker, star also kicker for Vanderbilt. She didn't get to attempt a field goal because Vanderbilt sucks. But yeah. she she kicked off open start second half and I did read she is kicking again this, this week. week. Yep. So hopefully she gets a chance to actually kick a field goal. <laughs> yep. 
and gave a pep talk hey. at halftime right out of the yeah. gate. I mean, if you if you walk into a broken organization, I don't blame her for biting her tongue. She's seven and two in soccer this year as a goalie. And so what's the football? Zero and seven or zero and eight? Or something yeah, I don't like know if that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I heard. I read it. I think what you said. She said she walked in the locker room at halftime. I was like, I mean, she's familiar with being on a team, and just was like, you guys are just not a team. Yep. Yeah. And I think this was a a great story. She's also my third star of the week. But how does a football team not have somebody that could just kick a football? Yeah, I don't know. Like, how do you not right. have – you obviously got a punter, a punter on the team, or even somebody that's athletic, usually like corners or wide receivers. And Vanderbilt punts a lot, so they definitely got a punter. Right. How can one of those guys not just put the ball on the tee and do kickoffs? Yeah, I don't know. Field goals, I know, are a, a little right. bit trickier. But yeah. How do you not just have somebody else on and the team? And to me, it's got to be – for her, and I don't – maybe not. Maybe maybe they – Maybe soccer players practice with a football because you got to be more accurate on where you kick it. But obviously, a round ball versus something that's more pointed, yeah, it's would, she, would feel different. It's a different, animal. but yeah. McAfee broke it down. He's like, whoever held the ball for it didn't do it right. He was like, I also don't like that they called her to do a squib kick. Like, mm-hmm. right, let her show off. Her, that's her highlight. Show off a little yeah. bit, you know? Speaking yeah. of showing off, did you see the video she posted around Twitter where she had the goal kick in a soccer game? Yeah. She, she literally booted it to like the penalty area. The she, other, she almost scored. Right? Yeah, <laughs> like oh. so that. Yeah, if they call the squib kick, screw you, coach. I'm I'm kicking this yeah. thing as far as I can. Yeah, just kicking it into the fifth row. <laughs> I assume if they're that bad, they're probably getting their asses kicked at halftime, anyways. Right? I don't even know what the score was. I don't know so, what it ended up. It ended up being like twenty eight nothing or thirty one nothing. I think was the final. So, but so they were probably down fourteen yeah. at least at oh, that yeah. point. Maybe they need to find more people in the soccer team. Just <laughs> let her show off. Right. Bob. Maybe they will this week. Hopefully. Good story. Maybe she, maybe she can like yeah, kick to start story, the yeah. game off. Good story, nonetheless. Uh, my first star of the week is well. Do you have stars? We already did them. Jared Patterson, Sarah Fuller, and Tyree Kill. I mentioned. Uh, my first star of the week. I'm going to hate Matt Coleman from Texas. Sorry, man. Kid played rock solid. He, he yeah. played solid all tournament. Fourteen. He averaged fourteen points. It's the first three games. They're three and zero, oh, and he hit the game winner today with point zero one seconds left on the clock. So the win to Maui Invitational. So that was my first star of the week. Everybody better be lucky. Carolina's won the Maui Invitational three times in those same three years. They won the national title, just so you know. So, but then say on watch. Which planet were they on? <laughs> Mars. Mount, Mount Mars or something? Mount Mars. Olymp- Olympus, Olympus Mons. Gotcha. <laughs> All right, buddy. How was your first night on camera? Nerve-wracking. No. no. Uh, my first star, or I'll split it in half kind of because – one of them is both a star and a dud, and you'll understand why. Mike Tyson gets my star of the week. We might have not liked the fight, but you can't say we didn't pre-warn you. We sat here last week and said, don't expect anything big. Wait for the highlights. And, you know, the funny thing is we're four or five days at least out of it now. There aren't even any highlights to watch. There was no headshots, only yeah. body shots, and it was a gentleman's draw. Even <clears throat> though Vegas is taking bets and has odds on it, it's a gentleman's draw. I would have put money on the draw. Yeah. Which is why my dud of the week is anybody that paid for said fight instead of taking our advice. <laughs> if you take our advice, not only do you make money, but you save money. You wouldn't have had to watch that. Because the only thing worth watching was the Jake Paul highlight, in my opinion. But the other half of my dud goes to Jones Jr. I mean, you've had how long to get ready for this fight? Presumably one of the biggest fights of your life. Do you know where I'm going with this? 
No, but I was to add to that, isn't he only like three years retired or something? Yeah, yeah it's like 2016, I yeah. think, is when he retired. Yeah. And he's a little flabby, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, man. You had how many I weeks you, see, couldn't, like, pictures you couldn't diet or do some cardio? I know it was. I heard he was like, rounds. I heard he was like breathing heavy. Maybe it was only two minute rounds weed. with one minute in between, but my God, he was gassed out right out of yeah. the gate, and it's only body shots. Right. Dud. You're yeah. you're on the biggest platform of your life. I mean, I know he's had a successful career, but. Was it only body he, shots? Yeah, there's no headshots. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was supposed to be like just an exhibition. The post-round interview, the first thing he says is, man, those body shots looked heavy from Tyson. Jesus. Like, yeah, that's because that's all there was, dude. It would have put a lot of money in the draw, and he should have. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a sanctioned fight. Uh, it technically was because the athletic commission has to allow it. It was in California, so. Can they? Wh- right idea just popped into my head. Why can't the next fight be Mike Tyson in a real fight with Jake Paul? Because <laughs> I don't want Jake Paul to die. Yeah, all right, I think Tyson would start you too. Fifty-year-old <laughs> Tyson would put that kid. Oh, he's in he's a, still a killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I actually feel better. Thanks for bringing up the Jake Paul thing. I was getting so pissed reading shit. Just, dude, you're you're trying to outkick your coverage and picking outside your league. Just keep letting this frustration boil because one day when he does finally find someone to take that fight. And he's laying flat on the mat. You'll have your day. You'll have your moment to stand up and look around and say, I told you. I'm not worried about having that moment. But, hey, if you want an equivalent, it's like the first time you got laid. After you got laid, you, like, DM'd, like, Jennifer Aniston and be like, hey, I'm experienced. You want to do this? <laughs> and, he, and he was laying flat on his yeah. face. <laughs> That's what the equivalent is. I just beat two YouTubers and a retired NBA point guard. Give me McGregor. <laughs> no. No. Go home, sit down, do whatever it is you do. Stop calling out people who are actually fighters. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, anything else? I'll let you guys know when Walton's announcing the next game. Uh, I'll figure you. that out for you guys. Let, sure me, that you let me know and I'll fire up Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, until next time.